Hey, thanks for tuning in to Paying for Attention, a podcast dedicated towards providing solutions to your deepest and heaviest questions regarding paid media marketing. My name is Daniel Dannenberg, creative manager at Megathos, and our host, Keegan Brown, is uh, here today to talk about should I be bidding on our own brand terms. So, without further ado, let's get started. get into it and let's start talking about should I be bidding on our own brand terms Keegan thanks tell me about this yes so typically uh, I would say yeah Uh, most of the time yes Um, there's definitely a a handful of things you want to consider um, when doing that uh, and we'll definitely get to that but really um, yes I would say almost always you should be bidding on your brand terms at least to test out if that makes sense uh, every organization kind of goes through uh, that this question: Should I be bidding on my own brand terms? And um, <clears throat> and and they really struggle with it. And be and the question always is is the follow up question is: Well, if they already know our brand, or if they uh, are already our customers, or if um, they are gonna search our brand, our organic listing shows up anyway. So why would we ever want to pay for that? And so today we're gonna be talking about three reasons why you should be bidding on your brand name um, and some reasons why you maybe you wouldn't and uh, some things to look out for. Very cool. Um, would you say it's common for just a lot of people to be super hesitant with this type of situation with branding on key terms? Yeah, I would say especially, um, especially uh, uh, marketers who are uh, maybe more inexperienced with paid media or uh, come from a, an organization that previously didn't for whatever reason maybe they did test it out and realize it wasn't for them but yeah it, it's almost about 90 percent of marketers that we were, have worked with over the years that um, have that type of question oh, awesome so you said you had a couple points that you wanted to go across right yeah yeah definitely so um really the the first point is um probably to protect yourself from a tactic that you're probably doing yourself, which is competitor conquesting. So um, anybody knows that, uh, you know, you can bid on a keyword that um, is one of your competitor's brand names. So especially if they have a larger brand name than yours. So for example, um, if you go into your, into Google right now and you search Nike, you'll probably see ads for Adidas or um, other shoes out there, Pumas, New Balance, anything like that. Um, and that's called competitor conquesting. People are using the brand recognition that Nike has to get their own brand out there and say, hey, we either have a better shoe or better customer service or faster shipping or um, lower prices that gives them the ability to um, get some additional awareness, clicks, traffic, and sales, most likely, from people who initially searched Nike. So. Should you be bidding on your own brand name? Yes, uh, in that case, because it helps protect yourself from, you know, three, four, or even more competitors through shopping ads. Uh, if you're e-commerce, um, from actually bidding on your uh, on your brand name, so and taking up that that prime real estate on the top of Google. Um, so if you get your own ad in there, it's going to be much more relevant and uh, 
yeah, that's usually a, a really good case of why you'd want to bid on your brand term. Now, do you see that across the board with like uh, small size agencies, like small businesses doing that mm-hmm. versus like mid-size versus large size? Is it just everybody does this? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and typically, I wouldn't say 100% of the time, but I would say typically we see a, a, a good use case for any type of uh, a size of uh, company to uh, conquest their competitors. Um, again, it doesn't work for everybody, but we do see it work really well for a lot of people. And and typically, it's going to be your closest competitor. If, if you're a brand new shoe company, you probably don't want to try and compete with Nike's branding. Um, but Just out um, of the league type thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like super out of the league. I mean, if you're looking for Nike, maybe you're going to buy Adidas. Maybe you're right. going to buy... Um, you know, a couple other different types of brands of shoes, but probably not gonna buy a brand new, nobody's ever heard of. Right. Um, but um, now, if you if you are um, uh, if you are a, a a mortgage loan provider, and uh, there's one that's very similar to you in size and the services they provide, the pricing, all that, that might be a good option to. Uh, to jump in and, and actually try and steal some of their traffic through their brand name. Um, but you don't want to try and compete with somebody out of your league, especially if they have you completely beat on price or quality or just overall brand recognition. Okay. Um, you want to kind of do that one step above, not not 10 steps above. Is there any particular industry or type of client that's a little bit picky towards this type of? Um, I mean, I would say everyone seems to be a little picky. Um, E-commerce is definitely one where we've seen be very picky. And the the reason is, is because e-commerce, they want people to come back to their site and purchase. They're the repeat customers, the the longer lifetime value that they get out of their customers. So people are coming back and searching their brand name over and over and over again. Um, And that's typically what we see is, is a a hesitancy with our clients is e-commerce. And, and it's, it's not a bad hesitancy. I think that there's some really legitimate concerns about that. And I think that, um, again, if, if you know that that customer is coming back to purchase from you anyway, why pay for it? Um, well, one, again, if you, uh, if, if Nike is your brand and, uh, Somebody has bought from you several times, but this time they search and they see an Adidas shoe that looks very similar or a little bit better, slightly lower priced. You might be losing out on that customer if you don't have an ad there showing something that's competitive. So definitely something that that you want to pay attention to. And because it's your own brand, um, your quality scores are going to probably, hopefully going to be nines or tens, which means that your cost per click is going to be very, very low compared to your competitors. So when you also uh, bid on your brand name uh, because you have competitors out there conquesting on your brand, um, what happens is they're going to be paying a very high premium. So if they're going to conquest on you, let's make them work for it and and pay a, a, a very high premium to actually get that click. Gotcha. Okay. Now, you also said some. you said, or you talked about competitor conquest mm-hmm. is kind of the first thing. What about uh, the second, what are, what are some more options oh, for them? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> the other one, uh, that, uh, is important and, and Google has done a tons, tons and tons of research on this, which is incremental click through rate. So, um, basically what that means is that when your ad and your organic listing is showing, and if you're a local business, maybe you have your GMB page showing as well over on the right hand side, 
it increases the credibility that you have with that searcher. So they see your ad showing up, they see your, your organic listing, maybe they see your GMB, maybe they see your shopping ads if you're e-commerce. So you're kind of everywhere on that page, you're dominating that search. And even though it's your own brand name, people want to see that. And um, that provides uh, uh, additional credibility in that to that searcher and authority. And um, it increases the click-through rate, whether if you just had just one or the other. Um, and, and there's a lot of data that suggests that that's true. And there's even ways that you can do that within your own Google Ads um, uh, account to see the incremental click-through rates, not only on your brand terms, but on other uh, search terms that are in there for other terms that you might be ranking really well for or vice versa on the, uh, if you weren't ranking very well, you could see the click-through rates that you get just from your ads. So definitely something that uh, provides incremental click-through rate. Yeah. It's very similar to the idea where with organic, you want your website to show up, you want your GMB to show up, you want your LinkedIn profile to show up, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Glassdoor, all those. So you kind of just own the whole page when somebody searches. Because as soon as another competitor gets in there, that gets a searcher thinking, well, let's see what they have. If you mm -hmm. dominate that page, much more likely, a lot more options for that person to click and find your brand instead of the competitor. Yeah, you want to remove those options. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about, uh, and we've talked about this before, what about something like uh, controlling the message within the ad? What about yeah, that? Yeah, so that's, that's really the third option and the third reason to really do that. And so especially um, if you have... Uh, more traditional marketing going on so radio TV billboards um, if somebody hears a radio ad in their car they're obviously hopefully not not uh, pulling out their phone and doing a quick search but when they get back to their home or their office um, they go and, and and do a search for the keywords or, or the call to action from that radio ad and um, you can bid on that specific term you know it could be if you are um, a, a LASIK company and you are, you know, uh, <laughs> Dan Dannenberg LASIK mm -hmm. um, and somebody searches that, yeah. you can control the messaging in that ad that um, is kind of a, is a reference point from the radio ad. So it could be um, a certain promo that they have going on like uh, $500 off each eye for LASIK or um, come in and get your free consultation. Whatever that is, you can match that radio ad to the, uh, the ad within the uh, Google as well as the landing page and the entire experience moving forward. Whereas with organic, if you're just relying on organic to capture that, usually what's going to happen is if they search you know, your brand name with LASIK, you're going to see your ad show up or your, your organic listing show up. Hopefully there's not too many competitors. But they're going to be taken to the homepage, and they're not going to see the promo. They're not going to see the messaging in that listing, right? And if they do search that ad and your competitor knows, and it kind of is goes back to the first point of competitor conquesting, if the competitor knows that you're running a certain promo, they could try and compete with that promo or have something else. And you might be losing um, uh, customers or, or um, at least clicks uh, to your site for that that you already paid for with the radio ad. Um, now you're losing them to that because you don't have an ad that speaks to that radio ad in the whatever you were discussing the call to action or, yeah, or that's, whatever. that's getting into that world of uh, you know making sure that's brand consistency right exactly right? but how far you mentioned the traditional aspect once you start getting into traditional messaging that starts getting and you talk about radio 
Um, how common is that? And does it go further than radio with old-fashioned, not can't say old-fashioned <laughs> because the print's still very active, I believe, but uh, does it get into that? I mean, we've seen clients mm-hmm. break out and start doing mailers and mm-hmm. Yeah. Things like that. So what about that? <clears throat> yeah, aspect? yeah. I think I think um, it depends on on the industry, right? If you're a even even actually, I would say for the most part, yes. Even if you're a software um, uh, company, and um, you know you're you're not probably doing a whole lot of TV commercials, right? If you're especially if you're B two B SaaS, uh, even if you're not doing a whole lot of commercials or mailers, because you're probably not. Um, I know uh, because of our experience with uh, software companies that you probably do a lot of events, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably going to a lot of conferences. You're probably doing a lot of event marketing um, where you have more traditional marketing, right? You have banners. You have, um, uh, you know, pieces, uh, you know, some some print uh, marketing in there to hand off. You have some swag maybe. Um, you know, they might just see your name or you might have a speaker there. If, if you really want to control and have brand consistency, using your brand terms in in Google or, or, or Bing, if you're using it, um, <laughs> that is going to help you control that messaging through their entire journey rather than just seeing the homepage and, and the, the normal organic listing that's going to be there for you know 90% of your other traffic. But for that really controlled messaging, the ad and the landing page that you can control with Google Ads is definitely worth bidding on your brand terms for. Yeah, this conversation could easily get into talking about QR codes and use of that, but we're not going there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody wants to. Uh, though they seem to be on a comeback. Okay, so we've talked about, you know, competitor conquesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, incremental click-through rates, and yep. then we've talked about controlling the message within the ad. Uh, what else would you add overall on top of that? Is there a, something you would sum it up? Or even if there's like three takeaways that you would give uh, to those listening or watching it? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, uh, I would always say, like I said, almost always I say, yes, try it out at the very least. Now, the, the few takeaways that I would do coming out of this podcast is is let's start with a, a brand campaign. But um, you definitely want to, one, have some negative keywords in there. If you're e-commerce, you probably don't want to be bidding on your brand name plus returns or refunds or customer service, which is very common. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're Nike, for example, somebody might be saying, refund my Nike or Nike customer service. Um, you probably don't want to be spending money on people who are probably not too happy with your brand already. Let's let's have them go to your website and find um, you know, the customer service number and give you a call or find the shipping or the, the refund um, kind of FAQ page, right? Um, so that's a big one. Um, you also probably don't, if you, especially if you're, you know, software or um, anything like that, you probably don't want to have like a brand name canceled or or competitors or something like that. You you, you want to make sure that you're kind of owning that in a positive way and not wasting money there. Um, if you are a, a, a local business or if you have multi location and you're more retail, you want to look out for search queries like. Um, phone number, address, um, but those types of things where if you're, again, if you're a LASIK center, um, if people are searching your brand name, um, what we've seen, at least in our experience, is things like um, uh, people who are looking for the address to go to their appointment. You don't want to pay for that 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 lead that they, you've already paid for in some way of marketing, right? They, they're already booked. They're already going to their appointment. They're just looking for 
um, an address or phone number to call or confirm their appointment, let the GMB page do that for you. Let your organic do that for you. Um, you know, that's what you want to watch out for. And then if you're like, you know, if you're a university, um, this is something that we see a lot. Um, should we be bidding on our terms if we're uh, Arizona State University or U University of Arizona? Again, maybe. Um, but I would look out for things like uh, class schedule or calendar or admission deadlines, things like that, that you probably are not going to uh, want to pay for. And so yeah. um, really measuring that and then measuring the consistency and the, uh, the brand lift that you get from running a brand campaign. Very cool. What about, I would ask, if I was a client getting into this yeah. and I was hesitant about wanting to do dive into you know bidding on my own brand terms uh, what are what's like is there an easy way is there a simple way to kind of test the waters a little bit or is this a situation where you're just going to dive right in and just do it <laughs> um rip the band-aid off i guess right you know just get yeah, in there i mean i mean it depends on your comfortability with uh uh uh, Google Ads in, in this example. How um, much you want to spend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you can control it, right? Like, right. you can say, I only want to spend $20 a day or $10 a day or whatever. Um, you can say, I only want to show up for between 8 and 5. And maybe that's because that's when your commercials are running. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that's because that's when your call center is open. Or if your radio ad is, is running, right? Like, if, if that's the purpose of it, you, could, you have a lot of control there to say, only run during when people who hear the radio ad are probably going to be hearing it and maybe a few hours after. Um, and then you can quickly just throw in some negatives, again, based on your industry that uh, allow you to filter out people who you probably just don't want to pay for. Uh, that's the way I would get started. And, and again, it's pretty easy to pause and, and see and just look at the results and say, was this worth it? Again, typically you're going to see really low cost per click. You're going to see really low cost per conversion. Um, it's just a good way. Uh, what I would highly recommend is make sure you're not paying for current customers um, too much, at least. Uh, if you're uh, if you're not e-commerce, and if you're e-commerce, make sure it's very profitable. Um, and uh, you know, and you can always test. You know, if I run brand for one week versus the next week, I don't. Do I actually see incremental lift in sales uh, versus the other week? Um, if not, then maybe you don't need to run brand. Uh, if you do. Um, you know, it's it's definitely probably worth it to, to capture those uh, more top of funnel searchers who are just, or, or I guess uh, people who've already heard your top of funnel messaging and marketing that are coming back and actually searching your brand now. Yeah, see, that, that makes more sense to me. And to me, from what I've gathered and in our discussions and from hearing about it, and especially with you here at Megathos, is that it always feels like the client, it's more like a myth, right? This legend of, <laughs> oh, don't do not do this with uh, your own brand terms. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't know until you do it, right? Yeah. Or you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. I hate to say that. But um, it's one of those situations where it's like, I, I see our you know, analysts here just like, well, have you tried it? Yeah. And you have to try it. It's, it's like A-B testing with things, you know. You've got to test it to see if it works for you or not. What works for one company may not work for another. You can't say, oh, well, all these companies tried it and it doesn't work, but have you tried it for you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a really good point. Always always worth a test at least. And, and again, with with something like a, a, any sort of paid media, it's usually a very quick on and off if you want it to be. 
You can turn it on tomorrow, you could turn it off the next day if you need to, we can keep it running for 30 days, um, give it a test, try it out and see what happens. But I would say, you know, eight, nine times out of 10, it's probably worth uh, Right. I mean, it's, it it's a, I think they look at it as, well, it's a loss of money. Well, kinda, in a way, but now you know, right? You're paying for knowledge of knowing, okay, we don't need to do that. And then you just move forward from there. Exactly. Very cool. Well, there's a lot of good information that we've got today. And, I, you know, I think the biggest takeaways that you've given have been wonderful. And I think that we can conclude with this with, uh, hey, you should do it, right? <laughs> Give it a try. Give it a try. It can't hurt. All right. Thank you, for everybody, for tuning in. We're out of here.